Hi, I'm Barry Zorestein, psychologist and author of Which Way Is Your Claymore Facing, an operational manual for veterans transitioning to civilian life. I'd like to talk in this podcast today about the really complex challenges around transitioning to civilian territory. And what I tend to use is the term that civilian territory has now become the next operational front because it is simply not easy for many and it comes with a variety of challenges. You know, successful transitions rest not just on your ability to adjust your strengths to the present challenges. Sure, that's important. But, you know, these challenges can also face you with a difference in fit between who you were and where you currently are. Now, we know that to hold on to the past too tightly is certainly going to restrict your capacity to open to your present. Every step of the journey is going to require adaptation and flexibility. Change, of course, can be incredibly challenging, and your power lies in how you will receive and perceive what is facing you. It's what I often say is attitude determines altitude. So becoming fully who you are is also about being willing to let go of parts of who you were. Not all of your, not all of who you were, but just parts that no longer serve you. So as I said, it's your attitude, not your situation that determines how you can progress forward. Before you enter into change, what I'd suggest is take time to regroup and assess and identify the challenges ahead of you. You need to allow time for preparation at all levels, whether they be physically, physical, psychological and emotional. But also when you finally commit to moving forward, you need to do so with focus and you need to do so with absolute determination. You need to be flexible and you need to be willing to adjust and adapt as required. Your belief in yourself also needs to be clear. If you're struggling with who you are, that's going to impact on your journey. So when you finally commit to moving forward, really commit with focus, take time and preparation and adjustment and adaptation is critical. Your intention, of course, needs to be clear and it needs to be completely focused on the end goal. Because if you think about it, intention fuels the ability to maintain movement in the face of adversity. It will fuel your drive to settle for nothing less than what you desire. It will keep you moving in moments of doubt and despair and keep you moving through the long dark night. Without the ferocity of intention, the fires of change burn low. And I'll say that again because I think it's really important. Without the ferocity of your intention, the fires of change will burn low. You know, increasingly over the years, I've been working with veterans and current serving. The need to address the complex layers of transitioning out the military has become critical. Debriefs prior to discharge and even many current modalities or understandings around transition often fail to grasp and address the complexity of this impacting on men and women as they begin to think about and work towards leaving the military. So what I'd like to move into now is I'd like to talk about a couple of things for you to consider along this journey. The first thing is what I call the military versus a civilian brain. Now, there are roughly two modes in which the military brain will operate, which is the ambush mode, and I'd call that the alert, aggressive, reactive mode, or your OP mode, which I describe as the calm, observing mode. In the veteran brain, unlike the civilian brain, there's a flow-through between the two territories, in that even under situations of extreme threat and reaction, there is the ability to remain calm, aware and focused. And I'm sure many of you understand this. This mode is perfectly designed and appropriate to operational functionality. 
The potential challenges, however, only arise within the civilian environment where that constant state of alert, hypervigilance, and the behaviors that go with it, for example, while driving in restaurants, busy shopping centers, and home, can have a negative impact on both you and those around you. It's like in many ways having an app that's constantly burning in the back of your brain. So think about watching an animal in the wild eating. The constant watchful alertness and body tension is no different to the veteran, even in moments of apparent relaxation. This state is, of course, even more challenging for those currently serving and moving between the two territories of being on operations and time out at home. Remember that the military brain does not change or adjust to a transition to civilian territory. It maintains the same wiring. And that's important to understand. It maintains the same wiring. For the military brain, civilian territory is just another operational zone, but potentially more complex and hazardous because focused reactivity in civilian life is not really an acceptable option. There is often little understanding of this in the civilian world, where there is an expectation, as I'm sure many of you have found, that a change of uniform should equal an automatic change in brain. It's therefore not surprising that veterans walk into so many ambushes on arriving or returning to civilian worlds. And it's tragic that this lack of understanding can lead to pathologizing, highly adaptable and trained behaviors. Yes, of course, there needs to be adjustment and adaptation on both sides. But where veterans are labeled is a major concern to me. On the part of the veteran or those currently serving, learning new job skills are essential. But these are not going to rewire your brain. Where appropriate, help is often required to create a more adaptable wiring to navigate effectively through the new territory. It's often very difficult to do it on your own. The brain will not simply just change. Old wiring appropriate to one situation will not automatically rewire to the new situation. It will take time. It is critical that within the military that support is also given to allow updated neuroscience, brain and body-based modalities that can help you and give you tools that can effectively support you to transition. So in many ways, I guess what I'm trying to say is this complex transition does take time and is clearly the shared responsibility of all. The second thing I want to discuss is what I call loss of tribe. You know, tribe is in many ways at the core of military life. It defines individuals through the close-knit connection to each other. Who I am is an extension of who we are. Shared meanings, there's values, there's language and experience. All of these allow a framework of connection. So in the military tribe, we move from selfishness to selflessness. There are core values such as dependability, reliability, and self-sacrifice. And of course, these all serve to maintain connection and survivability. To so many veterans, civilian life is a random and unpredictable matrix that focuses more on the individual and the superficial than the collective. They understandably, and you understandably as veterans, struggle to both figure out how the territory operates as well as how you redefine who you are. I'm sure many of you understand the feeling of dislocation. However, despite these challenges, 
We know that transition can be and is being successfully achieved and tribe in a different way can be accomplished. But it often requires coaching and mentoring and at times healing and counseling. Third area is what I call integrating the warrior and the civilian. First thing I always say is draw on your warrior attributes. Remember that you were trained to excel. Excellence can be defined by your willingness to exceed your perceived limitation. It's achieved by your acceptance and motivation to step out of your comfort zone. It's maintained by your capacity to process and transform the challenging and often stressful demands on you both physically, mentally and psychologically. It's not measured by ranking to others. This should not define or limit you. Every success is an invitation really to become better. There are no failures, only opportunities to learn and improve. This is the mindset that you are going to need along the transitional process. The, challenging, the challenge in transitioning from military to civilian territory is of course first to identify your skill set and strengths that can accompany you. It's not about leaving yourself behind. And that's something I want to repeat. It is not about leaving yourself or your warrior behind. Assess your demands and challenges of this new territory, but also consider the adjustments and adaptations that will be required. Identify new learning and new ways of operating that may not yet be within your circle of influence. You need to prepare and you need to practice. Constantly, you should be reassessing, reevaluating, and adjustment. Teamwork is critical. At no point, as I said, should your warrior be left behind. This part of you forms the core of your values and strengths that can and will support you as you transition into civilian life. The wounds that you carry do not define you as the warrior. Your work is really to call back and integrate these parts of yourself no matter what. You know, if you think about it, you would have laid down your life to protect a fellow warrior. At all times, the focus was not on yourself, but on the safety and well-being of your group. Reliability and dependability were your core values. Transitioning into civilian life is therefore about maintaining those core values, but also learning to direct them towards yourself. You need to bring yourself back into the formula here. Now, whatever burdens you may be carrying, you need to be willing to acknowledge them and deal with them. So I guess what I'm trying to say is you are as important as your fellow warriors around you. So to successfully navigate through civilian territory, you will need to navigate through your own internal terrain. You've earned the right to carry yourself. And I'll say that one again. You've earned the right to carry yourself. The next thing I want to raise is what I call mapping out your civilian territory. So by understanding the complex aspects of learning to effectively operate in civilian territory will support the process of transitioning the best of who you are and it will also allow effective adaptation and adjustment. The next area is what I call the space between leaving and arriving. And here you learn to operate in the military. Remember that you were initially challenged to adjust to a more regimented life. You had to take on and learn new skills. You had to reform a new identity. All of these skills apply to transitioning to civilian life. However, this time round, you have the core attributes and values of the warrior to drive you forward. There will be challenges, of course, as you adjust, adapt and form your new identity. So please take your time. Maintain comms with those that can support you. Build a map 
to help you navigate. Maintain situational awareness. And when in doubt, go to your OP to observe your new territory. Everything you need to have to adjust, to adjust is already within you. You know, you would have placed your life online for another, yet so many veterans tend to leave themselves behind when transitioning into civilian territory. You are under the same obligation to bring yourself back. Your trauma and your struggles are no different from others' wounds. They deserve attention, support and care. These attributes that form who you are apply to yourself as well. So do whatever it takes. Go back, give yourself a hand, allow others to walk with you and return. How you transition into civilian life will be determined by your ability to track your progress, which involves your well-being, your mental state, how you impact on others, and the use of what I call pull-through tools. If you ignore the tracks you make, you could be heading into your own ambush. So at regular intervals, stop and think about how you are doing. This is no different to your operational skill set. Remember that the, trans the territory between leaving and arriving can take time. The civilian world is not necessarily waiting to welcome you with open arms. Your rank and experience may have very little currency value in your new life. Reforming yourself may well be out of your circle of understanding. And as I've said before, be willing to ask for help, whether it be a coach, a, coach, a mentor or a counselor. So be ready to learn new skills and adjust and adapt those you already have. Next area I'll just briefly mention is what I call moral injuries that you may be carrying. So increasingly, numbers of veterans I've seen have shared the traumatic impact of being removed from their unit or their tribe and rapidly transitioned out of the military as a result of injuries or bullying and discrimination. These can and do have a very traumatic impact on you and they've got to be dealt with because they can erode your sense of self as, as well as your feeling competent as a warrior. And here I strongly advise you to see a counsellor if this is something you are struggling with. The next one I'll briefly address is, of course, PTSD, which is not really in the parameters of this podcast because it's quite a complex area. However, just remember that this is something that if you leave untracked, can profoundly impact on your transition process. So again, talk to a professional if you, may, if you feel you have any impacts from operations. Watch your alcohol use, your sleep, your mood, your diet, etc. Next area or next layer that is, could be impacting on you are relationships. How many partners of veterans note that their husbands or wives seem to have a more intimate connection with their military tribe than within the family? You see, tribe and civilian life may be spelt the same, but in every other way, it is completely different from those who have served. For them, tribe, for you guys, tribe can be based on unconditional support through adversity and suffering. It's a, what I call a deep bond forged through the military ritual of being broken down and reformed. It's about the unspoken memory of operations, um, which, although not often spoken about, are deeply etched into the marrow of your bones. This bond is not something that can easily be grasped or understood by civilians. It's not, if it's not spoken about, it can erode the foundation of connection between the partner. So for this reason, I wrote the letter, which is in my book, which you're free to go to my website, www.barryswarristine.com.au. Now, the next area is what I call emotions. All your training has rewired you to manage potentially traumatic experiences, but also remain coherent. You see, you have the ability to damp down on your feelings. 
Many veterans I've sat with have confirmed an experience of having a more muted emotional cycle. It's not that they don't feel. It's not that they don't feel deeply connected and responsible for those they care and love. And it's not that they don't grieve losses. However, however the expression of this is different. Over the years, I've done many debriefs with partners and families around this. Veterans I've sat with over many years describe cycles of at times for no apparent reason of just feeling edgy and uncomfortable. In those moments, being with others can feel overwhelming and irritating. And often trying to work out why can be a futile exercise. You know, there are many boxes that can account for this feeling. The loss of your military tribe, stretching into and adjusting to civilian life, the edges of traumatic memory, grief and pain making its way to the surface of your awareness, present day challenges, aging and the loss of capability are just a few. Try doing the following when you are aware of these feelings. First, begin by just respecting the energy in your body. Bring your awareness to it. Feel what comes up. Open your heart. Let the tension, edginess and irritation in your body move. Stretch, breathe, exercise, yoga or some of the body-based modalities you can use. Just let it move. Accept its presence. What do you need? Do you need time out? Do you need some solitary space? Communicate your needs so others don't take it personally. Don't judge your experience. Quiet your internal chatter, but also listen to your body. My sense over the years is that as veterans, we carry an app that takes a little bit more energy than others. If it's not attended to, it's going to drain your resources. Imagine the impact of constant hypervigilance on your body. So begin with your body first. See how you go. In over 15 years of working with veterans, the one experience that I have constantly witnessed is a profound depth of their grief. It has always moved me to see these extraordinary warriors pay tribute to brothers lost or the loss of parts of themselves over time and operations. Now, you know, grief ignored will numb the heart. It stills the capacity to feel and it fires up anger. When a warrior is willing and ready to feel, to remember and to grieve, only then will the doorways to your, to his heart open and bring, bring the beginning of peace and resolution. It's actually through feeling and grieving that the shadows of those lost are brought to life and affirmed. It is in this moment where your aching heart is allowed to be that your warrior can stand tall by the fallen and listen and remember. Finally, what I'd like to end off is with try reflecting on what I call the SEAL, the S-E-A-L approach as you consider or are working with transitioning. So the first S is what I call success, which is Define and visualize your goals, what it looks like and feels like. Identify your strengths and operationalize how you will use these to attain success. Identify your potential weak links and challenges in the transition process and define what you plan to do to resolve these. The E is extend, which means be willing to move out and stretch beyond your area of comfort, learn new skill sets and start again. The A is for what I call adjust and adapt, which means stay flexible in this process. Release what does not work anymore in this new territory. Explore your new territory and gain knowledge. And finally, the L is what I call learn, which means consolidate everything above. Become better at who you already are. Understand the new mindset and the way civilian territory and relationships within it work. The challenge of change, of course, is to create your own opportunities. Rem 
saying all of this in conclusion, I just want to say that I wish you all a successful transition process. I want to remind you that you are already everything that you need to be. And I want you to encourage you to stand proud as a warrior. And finally, what I want to say with great respect and care is that the world needs more of your kind. Many thanks for listening to this podcast and I'd be happy and willing and um, it would be great to hear more from you around your experience of this. Take care. Cheers. Bye.